Welcome to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David Frankel. This show is for those that are inventors, entrepreneurs, business owners that want to hear some great stories about other entrepreneurs and business owners, what they're doing, how they did it, how they fail, how are they successful, and just want to know more and more about the day-to-day business so they can learn to make their business better. It's all about the power of peers. So every episode is intended to teach you something from someone else's experience to help make your business even more successful. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome back to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David M. Frankel, and I'm very delighted to go to the lower hemisphere of the, of the world and have some great international guests on tonight. I have Jeremy and Patrick, and I'd say your last name, but I know I'd botch it, so I'll just let you guys clarify your last name. <laughs> they are founders of Edutainment Nation and Ultra Possibilities. Did I get it all right? Yeah, Ultra Possibilities and Felix Young Australia, so two separate uh, companies, but I'll pronounce my last name for you, Jeremy Van Arkelaken, so uh, I'm glad you didn't attempt it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have bashed it up. 100%, everyone does, it's all good. Yeah, mate. And uh, I got a little bit of an accent here, I'm originally from Switzerland, so my last name is Cade. Cade, and I would have messed it up too, so I'm glad I, I know my limitations, I know my strengths. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Done. <laughs> And I want to make sure I didn't mess it up. So I, I really appreciate you guys, even though it's, uh, I guess, first thing in the morning in, in Australia, uh, getting up early for us and uh, being on the show. So we greatly appreciate it. No, thanks for having us. Thank you. My pleasure. So uh, I guess one at a time, kind of walk us through. We have two companies to talk about, like you said, uh, Edutainment Nation and Ultra Possibilities, two separate companies. So walk us through kind of one at a time, why did you start each of them? Yeah, cool. So uh, it's Jeremy here again. So Ultra Possibilities is my sales, marketing, digital marketing, recruitment uh, type company. And uh, Patrick uh, is my business partner who owns a company called Felix Young Australia who does very similar things. And we thought we'd start, uh, I suppose, a company together and unite a little bit and start doing a little bit more coaching, consulting, a lot of social media stuff. And, and then we started the podcast to I suppose, inspire people to educate people on sales, entrepreneurship, and really just attract people who just want to be something more. So we feel we've got a lot of value to add, and we thought we'd uh, join and start a, a separate company with Edutainment Nation. So it's still in the very early phases, uh, but we're, we're up to our seventh uh, podcast episode. Uh, we've got a lot of social media presence now, so very exciting. We're still in the early stages, so that's our uh, all, all three companies, so there's actually three, so Ultra Possibilities, my company, uh, and then uh, Felix Young Australia is Patrick's company, and then Edutainment is where we're, we're branched together uh, and joined forces. So that's a quick little summary uh, to, to sum up that. So help me understand the why. Just, you, you mentioned what you're doing, but help me understand why you started this. Why not something else? Yeah, I can answer to that myself. Um, why is really simple is because We've been doing coaching. We've been doing sales for quite a while right now. And, uh, you know, the two of us joined together. Roughly, we have, um, I don't know, at the moment, probably 50 to 60 employees in the building. And every single day, we provide lots of value. Every single day, we do coaching for the guys in the building. But at some point, we, we realize, well, you know what? Like, nobody knows us. It's like we do provide value when somebody walks through the door. But how can we provide value to more people and actually make an impact on a larger scale? Because the, the bottom line is 
we have a lot of people who start working with us and they tell us, you know, you gave me the strength to uh, break up with my boyfriend because I was in a toxic relationship or you gave me the strength to move down from, from my house. So don't speak to my parents as much because they're affecting me negatively. So, you know, we, we had people who told us, you know, I wanted to kill myself. And because of the coaching that you, you provided me, I changed my mind for that. So we, we realized that the value that we were providing to people was actually a lot. And so we wanted to, to extend them more on a macro scale out there. And that's why yeah. we founded Edutainment Nation, to actually spread the message out there, if that makes sense. That's incredible. I mean, that's a very powerful thing you're doing. Uh, do you, you want know, you have a psychology background or what made you like what made you decide to get in that field of helping people that are on the edge of, you know, bankruptcy or they're in domestic relationships that aren't healthy or aren't, don't have a mental, a positive self, a mental image? What made you get into that? Did you have a background in college with that or just been around it for a long time or? How did you get started with that? That's a great question, man. Really good. To be honest with you, no. We don't have a psychology background. I guess personally, and then Germany can answer uh, from, his, from his angle, but for myself, is because I used to have these struggles myself, right? So I used to be that guy. I used to be the person who was lost. I used to be the person who was in a toxic environment. I used to be the person that didn't know what I wanted to do, and then I changed. I changed by reading books. I changed by surrounding myself with the right people. And essentially, I want to provide that value back to other people. And how I learned these things, well, it's very simple. When you work in sales and when you're managing, you know, a sales force of 40, 50, 60 people, uh, you do become a psychologist over time. You know what I mean? So I always say this. We don't make business decisions. We make people decisions, right? So when you work in sales, if you don't have empathy, if you don't have emotional intelligence, over time, you're going to lose. And that's why... The turnover, traditionally speaking, in sales is so high, but we managed to keep the turnover so low simply because we actually, uh, you know, pardon my French, but give a shit about people, right? And that's how we learn those principles, or at least that's how I learn those principles. But I'm sure Jeremy's got yeah. something slightly different as well. For sure. And, yeah, I definitely don't have any degrees. I actually have zero qualifications. And uh, we just started out, we just started a fourth company. So I really came from nothing. And I suppose... You know, you can, you can go the two ways when you come from nothing and you can use it as an excuse to become the product of your environment or you can ask yourself better questions and, and be like, there's got to be more to life. The, you know, and I knew from a young age that I wanted something more and I got into business very early um, and I, I saw a lot of success at around 2021 and I probably had too much and I had a bit of a fear of success or fear of failure um, at a young age and I lost everything and I went into a really, really dark place um, and I got myself out of it, but I got myself out of it for uh, 100% ownership because I put myself there. And self-awareness was what really, really got me in turn mind, changed my life around. But I went on a huge self-development um, and learning journey around 22, 23, and I got really self-educated. I read about 40 books, and um, I, really, I learned from, um, from mentors that I didn't know. And I suppose it was my duty and then my obligation to start coaching people through what I learned. And uh, I, again, I've got no degree in psychology, but I think I know a lot about um, the human mind and um, why people are the way they are and how they can change. And um, through systems and through my own experience and through learning through books and other mentors and going to different, um, being around different people that have done it and learning from them and being wise, um, I suppose that's a way we can coach now. So 
Um, definitely no, definitely no degree in psychology. Definitely no qualifications. But I think we've got a very, very uh, good understanding of it um, through our own experiences and through so the, the self development journey we've both been on through learning through um, other people and, and through definitely, definitely through education, through books, even different YouTube. Um, I think it's one of a, a great platforms to educate yourself. I love educating myself, um, and that's how we're, we're, we can do that now. If that answers your question. I think it's great. And I, I can't tell you how many people I know that say, well, if I had a degree, I would do this. If I had a degree, I'd do that. For sure. And you're a great example of someone that says, you know what, I don't need a degree. I'm just going to learn through you know, life and hard knocks and watch YouTube. And you lived it. Yeah. You know, so you're able to help people because you can relate with people because you've been there, done that. Absolutely. And that's the most valuable education you could possibly have because people talk all the time that, well, what you learn in college is one thing. But what you can apply once you get out of college is something totally different. And a lot of times when you start a company or you start with a, with a company as an employee, you know, how they train you and then actually how you do the job are two different things. And your ability to relate with people and your ability to connect with people. Yeah, for sure. Um, are, are two different things. And it's, it's important that, you're, uh, that you can relate to those customers and you can relate to those employees and, and have that background that's not related to what you're learning in college. 100%. That's fantastic. Uh, I know, you know, so many people can relate to that. I hope a lot of my listeners stop using that as an excuse. You know, so many people use things that they don't have as an excuse for not getting the results they want and not having the career they want. And this is a great episode already, nine minutes in. And I've already told you, and they've already told you, you can have great success without a college education. Now, I have kids. Now, I think all of us that have kids, one of our kids to go to college so they can have as much expertise as possible. But you're proof that if you decide not to go to college, if you decide to be an entrepreneur right out of the gate, you have a chance for a successful life. Gary Vee talks all the time. Just because you're 20 years old, 18 years old, doesn't mean you have to go to exactly, college. Exactly, yeah. It's not the right And I think it's, you're living proof of that. So that's I great think, to have you. I think if you, you, know, you want to you be a doctor or you want to be an engineer or you want to be a nurse or a teacher, well, then, yeah, you're going to have to go to college. You're going to have to, or in Australia, we call it university. Um, you're going to have to do that because you need the accreditations. But if that's not what you want to do, well, then start start questioning that and start pursuing whatever you want to do and start triple downing on whatever you really would do for free. And that's where, like, I love coaching. I love inspiring. I love changing the way people think. And I love people. So, And I'll do it for free. And we really both, we, we triple down on it. Um, and I think that's a message to everyone. It's just like, you know, why, why are you going to college in the first place or why are you going to university in the first place? Is it because you think that's the right thing to do because you've been told that your whole life? And then I, I like, for me personally, I started questioning that because I actually did go to university uh, when I was 19. But then I just asked myself, why am I here? And it was because my mum wanted me to go and because I was told that was the right thing to do through a school. But I didn't want to do what I was uh, what I was doing at university to start with, and I got I got a year in, and I pulled out, and then just got a part time job, and then I fell into um, I fell into a sales company, and I was really good at it early, and then I was really good at managing people early, and then about two years later, I was like, well, I'm going to start my own fucking company doing this, and then one thing led to another. So I think people just need to start questioning why am I why am I doing that? Why have I made this decision? Um, and then everything will change, and if it truly is. For, for their own personal um, belief or tr- uh, for their own personal passion and what that want, what they want to do, then that's okay and that's fine. But if it's because someone else told you to do it or you think that's w- the way you should be, 
well then I think you I think you need to start um, challenging yourself and t- start taking risks and go pursue whatever you want to do. That's my that's my belief in, exactly. in that area. And I would add to that by saying stop being dependent on your parents. For sure. You know, follow their direction if you can't be dependent. It can't be independent. So if you're still living with your parents, you better follow what they ask you to do and want you to do. But if you can have a business and be successful and live on your own, do what works Absolutely. for you. You know, be, you be you got to be happy. You got to live with your life, and you got to be happy with your life when it's all said and done. Yeah. Uh, so taking gears a little bit, uh, help me understand. You know, maybe because of a, of a lack of a college education, for lack of a better phrase, or because of you know the growth or lack of strengths in certain criteria. Tell me about some mistakes you've made in the business, uh, and what you learned from those mistakes. Because I think a lot of people are scared to go into business because they feel like they don't know everything, which none of us do. Um, but they're afraid of making those mistakes. They're afraid to fail, which failure is fine as long as you learn from it. So help our listeners understand a way that you failed or maybe a mistake that you made and what you learned as a result. Awesome. Look, I'm going to give you a very good insight for that one, right? Because my story is actually a little bit different. I went to university and I went to one of the best universities in Switzerland. I had a degree in, uh, in uh, political economy, in finance, and in business. So I actually did it, right? So... If you got some listeners right now, because sometimes people don't really take the advice when you're like, oh, I didn't go to college. College is useless. But some people think, well, but how do you know you didn't go to college? So you can't say that college is useless and, and you can't use a, a college degree. So I actually went there. Right. So I got a degree. I did study at university. So I can speak from that angle as well. What I can tell you is this. I think for myself personally, the major mistake in business is the, is the following one. And whether you go to college or you don't do, go to college, you're probably going to fall into this mistake regardless. Now, depending on your goals and depending on what you want to build, a lot of people, they want to build a solopreneur type of business where they work from home. They don't want to work with other people. They don't want to have employees because they like that style. But if you really want to scale, you need to have employees and you need to have people working with you. Otherwise, you're limited. You're only going to have always 24 hours in a day. But if you surround yourself with a workforce, you can have up to a thousand hours in a day, right? So I think what college doesn't teach, which at the same time was my major mistake coming into business, is again, empathy and emotional intelligence. College doesn't teach how to fall in love with people and how to understand human behavior. That's gonna be essential for a couple of different reasons. Number one, if you don't fall in love with people, if you don't have empathy, if you don't have social intelligence, no matter how hard you try, it's going to be impossible for yourself to surround yourself with talents. Now, there is a difference between having workers and having talents. Workers are there for a paycheck. Talents are there because you have a vision and because they're going somewhere. And if you don't have empathy and social intelligence, you're not going to be able to retain those people. And at the same time, if you can't have people like that around you, you're not going to be able to scale your business. So that's the number one reason why it's essential. Second, if you do not understand human behavior, you're not going to be able to sell whatever product or service you come up with, right? And at the end of the day, if you can't sell your product or your service, it doesn't matter how cool your website is, It doesn't matter how cool your Instagram page is. It doesn't matter how cool everything is. If you can't sell it, you can't sell it. You don't have a business. It's just a hobby that doesn't pay anything back in return. So I guess that's the number one thing, man, if I have to be honest with you. 
again, giving a shit about people, having empathy, having social intelligence, and that comes with falling in love with humans' behavior. Uh, my main piece of advice for everybody out there is this. If you don't know what to study right now, and if it's your first time getting into business, if you're uncertain, learn human behavior because that will always pay you a big dividend over time. And the best way to learn human behavior is to get into sales, right? So if you don't want to go to uni and study psychologies, man, if you work in sales for a couple of years, even if you don't want to learn human behavior, you will. And at the same time, sales is the number one skill in business. So that's, that's my insight on that one. Hopefully it was valuable, but that's my opinion on it. For sure. And my, um, my advice for people that are scared or got a fear of failing is to accept that failing is a part of any success. So success and failing are best friends. You're going to have successful times on the way to your goals when you go start that first startup, when you pursue a different career, even in university or whatever you do, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. So accept that you're going to fail and failing actually means that you're giving it a go. If you're not failing, if you're not having adversity or tough times, I'd be more worried because uh, it means you're not really trying. So for, people need to change their relationship with failing um, and failure. It's just like I've the reason why I have 40 employees right now um, and three, four different companies is because I've, I've stuffed up more times than anyone around me. But I never gave up and I, I changed the mistakes I was making and I, I was aware that I was making mistakes and uh, I was I put me on a different path. A lot of people aren't aware that they're making mistakes and they keep repeating the same mistakes. So um, I, I fall in love with failure and fall in love with failing because if you learn from them and if you change some things after you make some mistakes, well, then you grow and then you, you go on a whole different path. So definitely that's my advice for making mistakes. I've made a shit ton of mistakes. I make mistakes every single day, um, but they excite me because that means I'm growing. It means I'm trying. And you're pushing for yourself. Sure. So you're getting outside your definitely. Those are all great tidbits. I just taking notes as you're speaking. You know, learning human behavior, I think, is incredibly valuable. I agree. Uh, pushing yourself. If you're not feeling, you're not making mistakes, it means you're you're, you're living a life that's way too comfortable. I, I agree with you 100. Definitely. The only thing that's missing from most of the answers is I'm looking for an example, because I think what happens is that we kind of glorify business owners and people on the show Shark Tank as they have a million dollar company and here's their valuation and blah, blah, blah. What they don't talk about in the show is the mistakes they made and exactly what they learned from those mistakes. Can you give me one example of a mistake you made and what you learned from it? Yeah, look, I'll, I'll kickstart that. So I think when you reach that first level of, uh, when I reached that first level of success, I, I thought I made it and I got really complacent. I didn't reassess my goals and what I learned from that is that the, it never really stops the, the, the journey to goals and you need to keep reassessing and reevaluating your goals. Otherwise, reaching that level of complacency um, when you hit that first big goal um, and, and showing no gratitude to it, you, you lose it. And you, the, the universe teaches you a tough lesson and I lost everything. And it was because of two reasons. It was because I got complacent and I didn't reassess my goals and set bigger goals. And I wasn't grateful for it. So I took it really for granted um, when, it, when things were going well. So that was probably my biggest and toughest lesson that I ever had to make, that the made it mentality. And you, you never really make it. And you, you, you never really want to make it. It's just like that, that, that doesn't exist and it shouldn't exist in your mind because when you have that made it mentality, you put your feet up and you reach that level of complacency. And definitely that lack of gratitude for the good times 
um, taught me a really harsh lesson. And now I'm grateful for when things are going bad because I know they're not going to last and gratitude will get you out of rock bottom. But it will also keep your sky high when you're grateful for when things are going to good. you got to know that they're not going to last too. There's going to be tough times coming soon. You know, everything's really the law of polarity. Everything has an opposite in life. So um, that's my biggest, that was my biggest mistake that I, I thought I made it. Um, but I never have that now and I never reach a level of complacency and I'm always reevaluating my goals and pushing for more. And it's not that I'm not, con- uh, not, that I'm not grateful uh, for what I have. It's just that I know I can achieve more. It's no, I'm not reaching my capacity. And if I have a why towards why I want to achieve more, I'm always pushing and that complacency is never in my language anymore. So that's my advice for that. I hope that answers your question. Patrick? Much better. Thank you. Much better. Thank you. Uh, to give you a quick uh, illustration of that, I recently saw a chart that showed four tiers of success. And most people get to be 50, 60 and kind of sit back and relax and say, hey, I've made it. I'm going to travel now and enjoy the rest of life. And a lot of entrepreneurs say, hey, you know what? Just because I've got to this tier doesn't mean I'm ready to stop and not work anymore. Uh, so, for example, the first tier most people consider to be 80% of people make less than 100000 The top 20% make over 100000 Well, the people in that top tier don't consider themselves in the top tier because the next tier is everyone below 250 is the majority of 80%, and only the top two, top 20% make over 250. Again, that tier says, hey, that's not the tier I want to be in. I want to be in the tier that makes over 500 is the top 20%, and anyone makes less than 500,000 make, that's the 80, you know, 80% of that tier. So what I'm trying to explain is that if you can't get complacent, you can't feel like you made it, because there's another tier of people that are yeah. more elite than you are. And if you can push yourself and you sell in that tier before you know it, that whole tier system can collapse. Yeah. So you've got to find a way to push yourself. And it doesn't matter if you're 30, 40, 50, 60, or 70, the true elite, the Warren Buffett's of the world, the true elite uh, business people are still pushing. Even though they're making billions of dollars a year, they're still pushing to, to have more gains next year in the following year. They're not just settling for that top 1% or 5% or 3%. Yeah, for sure. I think if I can give you an advice on that one, right? And I just realized yesterday that I was about to make the same mistake. So then Pina always says, don't focus on many, focus on few, right? So I think that my personal biggest mistake that I keep repeating over and over and over, the only thing I'm better at right now, I catch myself a little bit earlier on, is to move on to the next big thing before you actually fully develop the previous one, right? A lot of people want to diversify too quickly and they do it too soon. And they have a business that has been half built, but they want to build a new one. And when you do that, the risk is that the business that has been half built is going to be completely destroyed. And that's my personal mistake that I did before. When I got into the tier that you were talking about, so I started making like, I don't know, $20,000 every single week. I started moving towards that level. So I thought that I made it. I was like, great, I'm a millionaire because, you know, my income is consistent right now. I'm heading towards that benchmark. And in my head, that was a big achievement. So I started diversifying and I stopped paying attention to what I was doing prior. And that's how I destroyed it. I reckon that the main thing that everybody should focus on is to actually develop a main core business first. You've got to have your core, right? You've got to have a solid one you got to have predictability. If you don't have a business that is fully predictable week in, week out, 
month in, month out. Quarter after quarter, you do not have a solid business. When you have a solid business is when you can close your eyes and with confidence say, I know the next month we're going to do X amount of sales, X amount of income, X amount of net profit. When you can talk like that, that's when you own a business. When you cannot talk like that, you're still gambling. So my main advice to you or to everybody out there is, look, focus on creating something that is highly predictable because having something predictable means success. No more stress, no more freaking out. Even if things don't go well, you know exactly the actions needed to get that income back where it used to be because you know how to create a predictable business. So once again, Leiden Pina says, don't focus on many, focus on few. Get good at something first. Pick one thing and nail it. And once you nail that thing, then move on. Don't do it too soon. Once you build that, then you can move on as much as you like because you're going to have the power to delegate to other people. You're now scaling the business so you can actually do a variety of different things, but don't do it too fast. And if you have that struggle right now where you're like, man, my income is just going up and down every single week. The revenue are so different in January than February. March is always the worst or whatever. means that you still have to work on that business. It's not been fully developed yet. And chances are that your systems, your processes are not good enough. You've got to systemize the shit out of it before you want to move out. Great advice. Hope people are taking notes because there's a lot of gems being dropped right now. So let's wrap up. I, I respect your time and I appreciate you taking the time to spend with me this evening or this morning for your, in your case. Um, give me a success story, whether it be a personal success story or maybe a client you work with that you saw make incredible progress because of the work you did. For with sure. Them. And then at the, and after, after that, make sure you leave us a, a phone number or a website or an email, however somebody can get a hold of you if they'd like to hire you for coaching or learn more about your business as well. Make sure you throw that Absolutely, the cool. I'll kick starter. So yeah, one of the, probably my... Most favorite thing that I, I love in life is seeing success in others. So I'm going to tell you a story about probably my, my proudest moment of one of my uh, one of my team leaders in one of my sales teams. So funny story. So I, I was doing recruitment one day. I was interviewing. I interviewed about 40 people this day. I remember it so clearly. I was in a place called uh, Newcastle, just near Sydney in New South Wales in Australia. I was running an office there. I was a, I was a, I was a rookie marketing company owner. And I, I had eight spots. I had eight um, people I wanted to start. And I, I, I picked the, the eight pretty quick. And then there was this kid that, um, that interviewed with the, another company that I was sharing an office with. And the owner of that company was like, oh, this kid uh, really wants a job, but I don't have any more spots for him. Uh, do you want to interview him as well? So I was like, yeah, right. I look, uh, I could probably squeeze another one in if I really wanted to, if he was really good. Anyway, so I interviewed this kid and I'm telling you, he interviewed one of the worst you ever see. <laughs> it was shocking. He was interrupting me the whole time, you know, Eric. Uh, and I threw his application form in the bin, like actually threw it in the bin. I was like, I do not want to see that kid ever again. This is me being completely honest. And then I don't know what came over me. I was, there was something about him that like I, I couldn't stand at the time, but also I was like, but there, was, there was something in him. But he, he came to the interview in abs like casual clothes. I was like obviously in a full suit, and you go to interviews in a suit in my eyes, um, like to make a good first impression. We had skate shoes on. He had a hat on. He had long hair. He was he was someone that I would never usually start, never ever in the in a million years in into my sales team into the business world. 
But there was just something about him, and there's something I don't know. With saying a little voice in my head saying, "Just give him a chance. Just give him a chance. Just give him a chance." So. About an hour later, I got his application form out of the bin and I said to my assistant at the time, I said, look, call him back in for a second round. Um, I want to I want to dig a little bit deep in, deeper into this kid. I don't know why. Like she was like, why? Like uh, there's nothing like you would ever invite back before. And I was like, I don't know. I can't answer it. I just wanted to give him a second round. Anyway, I gave this kid an opportunity to come in for a second round. He, he, he was kind of a whole new, new person when he came in that second time and he was looking a little bit sharper but still nowhere near standard. And he interviewed a lot better. And I ended up starting this kid, but I didn't take him serious at all. Um, and that was my own fault. And I learned, I learned a harsh lesson there. Like definitely don't judge a book by its cover when you're interviewing. You never know, you know, who that person is going to be. Anyway, fast track um, about three months and he turned into a whole new person. And I got to know him a little bit. And this kid absolutely came from nothing. Like I'm talking the absolute Bronx. He's, he, his parents were, um, were both on the, you know, the government's money and he was growing up with the wrong crowd. He was selling drugs as a kid and he was only 19 at the time and he was literally selling weed. And he changed in three months and he, he invested in a suit and his whole demeanour changed. And I started getting to know him a little bit more and he had something within him and he asked me a really powerful question three months into the business. He's like, Jeremy, look, I'm 19. How do I, I, I I've got time on my side. I don't really have to go all in. You know, I could do this at 25 and, you know, I've got all my friends, blah, 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 all the rookie young kid things. But he goes, but I don't want to be like that anymore. I don't want that life anymore. I don't want to be like my parents. I don't want to be like my friends. How do I, how do I act like I'm 30, 32, 35 with three kids? Because if I was 32, 35 with three kids, I would be all in. I really want to be that. I really want to have that mindset. I really want to take that action. I want to prove that you can come from nothing and turn into something. And I was like, look, Eric, I don't really have the answer for that. It comes with it. You're going to have to be disciplined and you're going to have to have a really strong why. And then when you know the value of becoming that person, the decision is going to be easy for you. And I'm like, but be the first person because I've never had anyone to do that. Be the first person to do it. And again, I didn't think he was going to do it. But fast track two and a half years later, he's still he's still with me. He's one of my um, up and coming executive managers in the office. He runs a he runs a small uh, a smaller team, but he's been the last two years out of three hundred sales agents across Australia in the industry we're in. He's been number one the last two years. Last year he set a goal to fly home back because we're in Melbourne right now. He wants to go home and buy his mum a new thirty thousand dollar car. That moment when he he posted in um, on Facebook that he went and surprised his mum with a brand new thirty thousand dollar car. Mind you, this kid is twenty years old. Um, he's already saved for a house deposit too. When he when he posted that, I cried. I got goosebumps, and I was like, "That's why I fucking do what I do." This kid has absolutely turned into a whole new person from the environment we've created, from the vision we've created, from the from the career progression we've created, through the education we give every single day, through constant coaching and mentoring, and he got to give his mum a card. That was the that was definitely the the most successful moment. Seeing that kid that came from nothing, you know, from constant coaching, constant mentoring, the education we provide, um, go back, go and have the opportunity to buy his mum a thirty thousand dollar car, who would never have the opportunity. Yeah, that that was when I really felt it, and that was when I really reminded myself why I do what I do. And you know, I, like I like I said before, I, I was I, I cried 
when when that happened and it was a, it's a great story it's been the the best story so far and this kid is 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 just amazing these the way he's changed and the way he where he wants to go and he's only 21 still and yeah, the way he talks the way he acts the way he thinks and the the confidence that he has in himself it's just amazing so that's definitely my um, biggest success story so far um yeah that's one patrick we're gonna wrap it up so um i would say thank you very much for having on your podcast and look if for anybody out there who wants to know more about our story go and check it out it's www.edutainmentnation.com okay like entertainment by edutainment follow us on instagram follow us on facebook follow us on youtube and really we're going to record the journey here we're going to teach you lots of leadership stuff lots of sales stuff so for anybody interested in that space go and check it out and once again man thank you very much thank for you thanks for having us it was awesome. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you sharing all the stories, the success ones, the things you learn from your mistakes. I think it's very powerful. And we greatly appreciate you being on the show. No, thank you. you. Have a pleasure. Morning. For those listening at night, have a great night. You too. Have a great day, guys. Hey, guys. Okay. Bye. USA. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Perky LLC is a clothing innovation company. We bring products to market that solve clothing related problems. The first product I'm going to discuss is the Perky Collar. It is a collar support system for dress shirts. Don't you hate it when your collar lays flat, tucks under, one's up, one's down, totally lays flat when you wear a blazer? Well, no more. Here's how it works. Whether you're wearing a button-down shirt or a non-button-down shirt, it works with either one. Lift your collar up, put the Perky Collar on the collar chamber of your shirt, and then lay your collar down on top of it. Look in the mirror and adjust it so it's even from around your neck. Again, the perky collar sits on the shirt, doesn't touch your neck directly, and weighs less than a half an ounce. So virtually it's invisible and it's weightless. You'll see an amazing difference in how great your collar perks up every time you put on your perky collar. To order, go to perkyllc.com.